Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with week 65 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, finally, after a month, the yep. Lone Bolt Wanderer. And we are joined by a special guest today. Hello, Molly. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I go by Good Vibes on Twitch, a um, variety Twitch broadcasters that specializes in Bethesda games, so, mm. and action, action adventure games, but mainly Bethesda games. Who likes to raid other people's streams. It's great. Thank you for doing that that one time, Molly, by the way. Yeah, that's true. I did. I did. <laughs> so there. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and uh, apparently Molly sees me playing action-adventure games. I don't get that still. You, I look like the action-adventure type of guy is what you're telling me. Correct? No, it's just like people oh, who typically play Fallout like action-adventure games, like myself. <laughs> Tell us about your Stardew Valley addiction. Maybe just admit it right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one yet. But I was telling them about the only only game I, I bought on the Steam sale, ladies and gentlemen, was Stardew Valley. And Molly's like, I can't see you playing that. <laughs> I was like, what? I've never heard that before. It's like you telling me you want to play Farmville. Like... Oh, that's gross. <laughs> that's gross. It's the same shit, Maddie, pretty much, right? No, it's not. They're quests. <laughs> <laughs> and one's not on Facebook. Okay, it's like Harvest Moon, all right? I, yes, I'm not all right, that's ignorant, a good, okay? Yeah, that and, like, Animal Crossing, apparently. I don't know, I haven't played it yet. I, I literally, <laughs> I bought it for a rainy day. Like, I already know I'm not going to play it right away, but I bought yeah, it for fair. a rainy day. It's the only game I bought on the Steam sale. you guys get anything on the Steam sale? No. I've been a good boy. Uh, I bought Doom, because I'd been holding off, and then I saw it was on sale, so I bought Doom and Lego The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing Lego Star Wars, so... So, yeah, have you played Doom yet, Molly? Hmm? Have you played Doom yet or not? I've played like, I don't know, three hours on stream and I love it. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a very mm-hmm. good game. So, Lone, you're the one with the script. Yes. <laughs> I feel kind of lost right now, so you're going to have to lead me in. I, I wrote the script, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I, I did not do my job for the podcast this week. We all have a, a respective duty. <laughs> I did mine, but I sent it to Lone because now with the, uh, the new face cam setup we have here, uh, I have to have Skype up because that has to record my face as well as Molly's or whoever is guesting with us. And then I have to obviously make sure everything's functioning on the other screen. So I have no room for ill script. Yeah. So so I'm going to be doing all the Maddie's typical plugs. So Sugar Bombed, T-shirts, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, everything is going to be linked in the description below, I presume. As are timestamps. Um, it's going to be one big Bioshock fest, just saying, by the way. Um, we, and we have segments week... this week, so there are times. <laughs> we do, we do. Um, and each week, we want to try and get as many of you guys on as guests. So to do this, you would tweet any one of the handles on screen right now. Follow Molly on Twitter, by the way. You should totally do that. Use the hashtag HamRadioTime and answer the following question. Are you ready for more Bioshock? <laughs> I fucking am. <laughs> so we got the... But there's the news roundup. First of all, Fallout 4 Update 1.6 has a bunch of new features. So it adds an exit save, which is great, uh, workshop DLC icons, and support for upcoming DLC, which we already had contraptions. Um, I know we have Nuka World. What is the next one called? I just I don't pay attention to these little... What is the vault one? It's just oh, the vault, vault one. That's vault right. tech workshop, I think. Um, what I'm curious to see now is... <clears throat> this is going to be an interesting perspective, because what happened is when they added support for upcoming add-ons beforehand, they actually added stuff that was from the Contraptions DLC. So I'm wondering, imagine if Bethesda's doing more DLC after Nuka World. We might be able to find that because of how they kind of overlapped one extra DLC, if you, if you know what I mean. Mm. 
So. Molly, do you think they're going to be doing more DLC after Nuka World? I sure hope so. I don't, like... I just feel really underwhelmed with this set of DLC. I'm sure mm. you guys have been over this, but, like... Yeah. I just want more places to go to outside of Boston, you know? And I, and I don't feel like they've really given us that like they have in past games. So, I hope so. I don't think it will happen, though. I think Nuka World is the last one. It, it's tough. So, I know Maddie covered this on this channel, but as a quick recap, Todd pretty much said that Nuka World was going to be the last DLC. There was some confusion as to whether he said Fallout or Fall. We still don't really know to this day. Yeah, really, there's never been an official statement. <laughs> no, there hasn't. And then Pete Hines on an IGN interview said, um, it might not be the last one, we're still thinking about it. And then on Twitter, some tweets he said it's the last one, some tweets he said it's the last planned DLC. So at this stage, I think the safest option to assume is that if the DLC is successful and they sell a bunch more season passes and more copies of Fallout 4 sell, then I think they'll do another DLC uh, suite on top of it. And to be honest, don't worry about the smaller size DLC. Just do another quest DLC. You know, just yeah. It, it, yeah. it doesn't have to be a separate landmass either. Like, I add a bunch of quests to the main game. I, I feel like they're yeah. playing around with multiple ideas here. I think Fallout 4 sold more than Call of Duty last year, so the player base is there. So that means oh, yeah. the DLC should continue onwards from a business perspective, in my opinion. I think the idea, personally, that they're playing around with is... Do we do a season two in a sense? Do they do another season pass and do 2017 DLC all the way? Um, I know that sounds ridiculous, mm. but I could totally see I that. I buy it. <laughs> yeah, I, I could totally see them repeating what they did in, in 2016 for 2017. I feel like yeah. that would make sense, and I think that would be also exciting. But I know that that would end up having us waiting until 2017, where I think a lot of us have moved on from Fallout. So if they're going to do it, I'd say announce that in September before the flurry of games come out. All right, well, how about this? How about because um, they typically do you know, two small pieces of DLC and then the big piece of story DLC, like with Nuka World and the other one that I've... Far Harbor. Um, what if, instead, they were to do a three-part story DLC where every month, month they release a new part to that you know, big piece of story or quest DLC, which gives them time to space it out, which gives them development time, and which gives us more stories and quests to do in Fallout 4. What do you guys think about that? Does that mean it's going to end on, like, cliffhangers? Yes. I don't know. If I I've like never that. been a fan of the Telltale, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing, is that I think well, like most, of us, most, most of us would get caught just waiting until it's all finished with, so I don't think that would benefit. But that's, it's not a bad idea, because that's a way to get quests out there I just, I'd be honestly, I'd be okay if they just did quest packs, you know? Yeah, me too. I, I, I'd be totally fine with that. But obviously, like Molly said, I want to go to new areas too. I, okay, here's the thing, because I don't want to get greedy with it. I think there's a point where there's almost too <laughs> much. Greedy fuck. I'm saying that, because I'm saying, I think there comes a point with certain games where there's too much DLC. It's like, okay, can we just move on? We want to see the next entry or something like that. Um, yeah. What I, I think... I've said this to you before alone, I think, but I was like, I think three's the magic number. Just one more, like, new location DLC is, is what yeah. I think would be good for I'd be Fallout happy 4. With that. I think hmm. one more is what it needs to say, like, okay, we've done enough. Uh, but apparently, I guess the, uh, the Dragonborn DLC uh, that they did for Skyrim, the third one, wasn't originally planned. Uh, that's why that one took so much longer in the other DLCs to come out. And yeah. so I think what they're doing is playing it by ear, kind of like they did with Skyrim, where they're like, okay, let's just make another one. Or, mm. all right, we're done here. Let's not make another one. So yeah. I'm curious to see how it goes. I mean, 
with everything they have planned too, they may not have time. Like true. They just might be too busy. They just got so many pro like what two other projects before Elder Scrolls Six. Like, they're doing things in a completely different way to what they used to, and obviously that's uh, partly because of the new Montreal studio that's opening up, and they're going to be playing a part. I think when they keep saying that they have two new projects or whatever, that Montreal studio is playing a part in those projects. Absolutely. Um, he actually so, said that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And whether it's mobile games, whether it's... What's that new um, title? Starfield or some shit? Yeah, I'll talk they... about that in a sec. No worries. Well, f- feel free to, as we're on the topic, my dog is just jumping all over my girlfriend. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Wait, Bella, sit the fuck down. Girl. Anyways, guys, continue. Maddie, uh, talk about Starfield. So, <laughs> I made a separate video on this, but we know that not many of you guys like come out to the podcast compared to our video, so I'll give you guys the details here. <laughs> Fucking losers. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spread the ham radio name, for God's sakes. Anyway, <laughs> um, what Starfield is, is a title that was trademarked originally in 2013, I believe. And it was mm. by Zenimax. And mm. ever since then, it's had a couple more uh, registrations and trademarks continuously updated. And the latest one just happened in April. And it was like under the radar news. No one talked about it, surprisingly. And even GameSpot yeah. did. But I don't think they promoted it. And so, I'm sorry, I hit the keyboard. Um, But what I did was some research, and I was looking at all the Bethesda-owned studios, and I was thinking, okay, let's realistically look at this. Who could be doing a Starfield, whatever Starfield is? We're just going to call it that because that was what the trademark was for. What could this Starfield be? Who's working on it? And so this new registration was for a mobile game, which is pretty convenient since they just created a new studio that's focusing on mobile games. And it's head by, by the guy... Who helped make Fallout Shelter. He was like the head of that project. So that's one thing worth noting. Second thing worth noting is that you look, you got Wolfenstein the New Colossus teased. So that's machine games out of the way. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm trying to just help me out as I go here. It's software doing, they just did Doom and they're doing Quake Champions now. So that's one out of the way. Battlecry Studios is doing Battlecry. Arcane Studios is doing, um, what's it called? Uh, Dishonored. Arcane Austin is doing Prey 2. I forgot to include that in my video, but regardless, we know that. So that's another one we can mark off. The only other company is the uh, Tango Gameworks, Evil Within, that yeah. I can think of. But we don't know what they're working on. So they are fair play. They could be doing this. Well, well what about know. ZeniMax Online? I, I was mean, say, they're not going to be dealing SO forever, you know? Yeah, but they're still supporting that for a while. And they have that big one Tamriel DLC uh, update coming out at the end of the year. And I think they have more DLC plans. So I think... Okay. I think ESO is still very much a part of the long-term plan, especially because of because Tamriel Unlimited is doing well. You know, I, I know people they when they came out and talked all those numbers, like mm. that game's doing well. So I think they're still supporting. People don't want to believe. That. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. even though you don't want to believe it, I know. <laughs> people don't want to believe that yeah. ESO is doing as well as it is, but it is. Yeah, they don't like to admit it. Exactly. It's true though, and so that's doing well. So I doubt mm. they'd leave it now when it's doing better than ever. It got voted best MMO last year. It's another thing. Best MMO, that's 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 a big deal. So uh, yeah. well, what about the the guys that created the highly acclaimed game Rogue Warrior? Rebellion Developments. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't I don't think they're under Bethesda anymore though. <laughs> After I'm, Rogue I'm not even Warrior. kidding. Because Bethesda used to, to like <laughs> publish random games, but now they, they have a family, so to say, and that's what they have as all their at all their BE3 conferences. What, what about so, the guys that did Brink? Brink was a great game too. 
Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> okay, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell to tell you the truth. You should be it's an actor. Um, Excuse my ignorance, too, but is Obsidian involved with them and with anything anymore? No. It doesn't seem like no. it, to be honest. Okay. Aside from the backwards compatibility of New Vegas. But so what I'm getting at is that this Starfield is now either Tango Gameworks or Bethesda Game Studios. And Tango Gameworks does not have a mobile developer on their side. So uh. that leaves us Bethesda Game Studios. At yeah. least at least and mind you, I, I I did mention this in my video by the way, but I said this is mainly speculative, but when you really narrow down the evidence, it's pretty obvious that this is Bethesda Game Studios next game. Well put it this way, right? Every time, at least. Every, every time Bethesda, you know, starts, well, pretty much finishes the, a main game, whether it's Fallout 3, Skyrim, they always say that they've started pre-production on the next title. If they've said that they haven't started Elder Scrolls 6, which we'll talk about, then they must be starting something else. Mm -hmm. So just judging by what they've said in the past and how they work as a company, they've, they're definitely working on something else in pre-production. Yeah, and what I noted, and it could have been just a... Uh, terminology mishap, but mm. when I was listening to that interview between Todd Howard and Jeff Keighley, Todd said, well, think about it if I, because uh, Jeff Keighley was saying, it's interesting how much you guys are working on right now, you know, that's a lot for you guys, and Todd says, well, we're always working a lot, and he said, if I came out before Fallout 4 and told you, well, we're working on Fallout 4, a mobile game, and something else, and I wondered if that was just a, like, a misquote on his part. But when he said something else, that means that they've been working on this game for since before 2015. Wouldn't whether, surprise Whether me. it's pre-production or not, I imagine it's pre-production. But uh, you know, that, that's another thing worth considering. Is that I think that I didn't put that in my video because I felt that was like stretching it a little bit. I felt like that was too, yeah. a little too much speculation. But still, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so something else is in the mix there that they've been working on. Well, let, let's jump on to the uh, later topic we're going to cover, but Elder Scrolls Six mm -hmm. now. Pete Hines confirmed on Twitter that Elder Scrolls 6 isn't even in development. They're not even doing planning or concepting or anything like that. It's not even in development. So we'll talk about that slightly later. But mentioning that, first of all, Molly, how do you feel about BGS not working on their traditional Elder Scrolls games and doing something else completely different? Do you want to see a different game from BGS or do you want them to seem to stick to what they do best? I would love to see a new game series from mm. them. And maybe this is coming from someone who's familiar with the way Bethesda does things, but I don't expect Elder Scrolls very soon, so if that means they're working on something else right now, I'm totally okay with that. Mm. I, I, I expect many years between games, you know? Yeah. So, and yeah, if it's called Starfield, who yeah. knows what that means? Mm. I just want to see more from them. Everything they do is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much as describe, people like to rag on them. You described the, uh, the uh, not to cut you off, but I just remember, because <laughs> you described the projects, let's say Starfield is one of them, as uh, Bethesda-style game, big and crazy, but different from anything they've done before. So mm. Starfield's definitely different from what they've done before. Big and crazy, I don't know what that could be, because to me, I'm thinking, when I think Starfield, I'm thinking like a Bethesda-style Mass Effect Oh. That's exactly what I was going to say. Me too. That's oh. what I was thinking too. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that shit sounds awesome. Yeah, but especially, I, I think, I've, I've been predicting that this one of these major projects is going to get announced in 2017. Like, at E3. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get bold with it, because if it's a new IP, it doesn't have the same kick. Even if it looks awesome, it doesn't have that same kick like a Fallout or Elder Scrolls where everyone's like, all right, I know what that is. People are going to be like, yeah. what, what the fuck is Starfield? Why should I care? 
And so they're going to have to, <laughs> I'm saying though, they're going to have to market it longer than a Fallout where everyone was talking about that this is going to be one of those like That's surprise. True. So yeah. this is another guess of mine. A lot of speculation here. But I think, I think it's educated speculation. I did a lot of thinking on this, all right? I was, mm. I was pretty happy when I... I would rather... Like, sorry to interrupt you. Mm. I, I would rather it be, be like Fallout, this Starfield thing, Elder Scrolls, like each year as a release instead of like Fallout, 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 or like Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Elder Scrolls. You yeah. know, like I like a lot of diversity. Hello, camera? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. And, and, and this is the thing with that I just want to comment on Bethesda generally now. It seems like they're going to be sticking to having a press conference at E3 each year. It seems like it anyways. Yeah. Um, but what they're doing now is bringing just a bunch of different games under their family and trying to grow um, you know, with more, a bigger variety of games, more diverse games. But what they haven't really done yet is have BGS, or Bethesda Game Studios as a studio, diversify and make different games. Mm-hmm. And I think bringing on this Montreal studio allows a lot of different scope for that. Who knows? They might, they might have also increased the size of the main studio at... Is it, is it in Maryland? I believe so. Yeah, Rockville, Maryland. Um, but yeah, I, I think everyone wants them. I, I, I say everyone wants it, but everyone really wants an Elder Scrolls 6. But as much as you would love to see an Elder Scrolls 6, this team probably does need to just spread their wings and do something else. You know, they, they've gone from... Uh, Elder Scrolls, Fallout 3, Elder Scrolls, Fallout 4, like, mm-hmm. let, let's have them do something different, recharge their batteries, yeah. and move on to something else, because it, I, I don't know, if I was in their shoes, I would feel like, oh, just yesterday I worked on Elder Scrolls, now we have to work on the next big Elder Scrolls, like, yeah. let, let's do something different, especially with Elder Scrolls Online kind of being in the market and being really prevalent. I think one other thing that's worth noting is that Fallout 4 had a lot of random new ideas for the series that I think could have been used in a in like a Starfield for example. I feel yeah. like Fallout 4 is a testing ground for a lot of things, but it shows that yep. Bethesda isn't short of creative ideas or willing to take chances. So that's what makes Starfield exciting, but also like you said, I think it's a good recharge for them. That's, you know, I'm just going to piggyback you on that because it, it, I think it's entirely necessary because I yeah. think they need to establish another universe of their own because they do Elder Scrolls so well. I don't care if people say Skyrim went casual. Shut the, shut the fuck up, okay? Stop. <laughs> you, you, you can't be a casual player and play Skyrim. There's so much to fucking do in this game. Yeah. You're not casual if you play all of, all of Skyrim, okay? Mm. Maybe the role-playing elements, slightly lower. Regardless, they're probably not going to make an ES game as good in Morrowind. But mind you, when I met Todd Howard... Camel said to him... When I met Todd Howard... No, it just, it just reminded me. Because it was a vintage Todd Howard moment. Because Camel goes, by the way, Morrowind's my favorite game. And Todd Howard goes, oh, we're going to make a better one. I'm like, fuck, fucking shit. I'm like, of course you did that. A, that's I'm, such an A3 pitch. Like, oh yeah? We're, we're going to make a better one. Yeah, like my face started to turn around. I'm like, oh fuck. Like, I, I want to laugh at him so hard right now. <laughs> That's such a typical Todd Howard thing. Right? Though. That's what I was saying. I was like, he said it with such confidence. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> he just nice. dropped the nice. bomb on Campbell's fucking chest, dude. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, do we, do we have any remaining or lingering well, thoughts about yeah. Bethesda Game Studios, Starfield, Fallout 4, Elder Scrolls 6? We'll start with what? you, Molly. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were going to say Matthew. <laughs> I wasn't done with my thoughts. Matthew. Fuck off! Just, just, just fuck off! <laughs> no, because before I forget. No, I'm all for it. I want, I want to see diversity. <laughs> I want the team to not, yeah, to be recharged and yep. 
to put all their creative energy. I mean, one or two people on the team have got to be like, God damn it, I'm so sick of Elder Scrolls. Like, everyone loves it, but I'm so sick of this. You know? And, and, and so- on that note, because people at BGS have been like, it, it doesn't seem like an employee works there for a couple of years and moves on. They've had employees no, there for five years time. plus. Like, yeah, really long term. So when people think, oh, it's been ages since Elder Scrolls, but when you're immersed in it as much as they are, for them, it's like, okay, well, the last game we worked on was Elder Scrolls. Like, pretty much, like, before Fallout. So we want to do something different. We want to spread our wings. So what what do you think, Maddie? Um, What I was originally going to say is I think it's important that after Fallout, I think Bethesda needs to make another universe that's theirs, that they create the lore for, they, they create the story, yeah. None of this bullshit with Fallout 4 where it's like, you didn't respect the older games, Bethesda sucks at lore, Bethesda doesn't care about the lore, <laughs> Bethesda can't write, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they, so they really need to hit the reset button, and I don't think going back to Elder Scrolls does that. I think a new project does that. So that's why, if anything, Starfield's exciting for any type of fan in gaming because this is the fresh start. Yeah, And true. that always One does. thing. What? No, I was just saying that. I want you to finish your thoughts. I'm, I'm, Molly, that, Molly, that feel free to interrupt, thoughts. right? Yeah. This is the interruption podcast. We do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one tiny thing in the back of my head is, all right, so Starfield sounds like something involved with space. The new Mass Effect game is coming out. No Man's Sky is coming out. I've seen a couple so copycats true. of what No Man's Sky is is maybe doing or whatever. I've seen a couple copycats. There's a lot of talk of, like, new Star Wars games coming up. Are we getting infiltrated with space games like we did with survival, you know, games? I'm, I'm a little bit afraid of that. that but or, or, like, back in the day with FPS war games. Like, we had so many uh, war shoots. We had so many, yeah. I guess, I guess in my opinion, I and we have the unique perspective because we all examine Bethesda closely, but I think that's the excitement of it. It's like, okay, it's another space game, but Bethesda's doing it. I, yeah. I, I guess that's yeah. what it is yeah. for me, and that sounds a little fanboyish, but that's just how I view it. Cause, Fucking fanboys make yeah, me sick. Uh, God almighty, God. I'm, I'm just getting <laughs> paid by them. I remember when I said I'm leaving G2A, they're like, would Bethesda sponsor you? I'm like, they don't need to pay me to talk about their stuff. <laughs> they're not going to. Oh, People just don't know how the world works. Yeah, okay, no, sorry. No. I'm not going to get to that topic. <laughs> Moving on before Lone gets upset. We're talking about Doom, and this is going to be a good segue because Molly started playing it, and we want to get her thoughts about it. So Doom's first update is coming out. It adds a classic middle view from the old Doom games. It looks really cool. If you guys haven't seen the screenshots for it, have a look. Yeah, I don't, it's know, I don't know how to like describe that. that in the script. It's like literally the gun is front and center from the old Doom games or, or the old Wolfenstein games if you've somehow never played the old Doom games. It's just that the gun's like right in the middle of the screen. And you, just, yeah, you, yeah. Don't, have to, you don't have to literally aim down your sights and stuff. You just literally point and shoot. It's pretty cool. It's interesting though, I, well, on that anyways, can you move your gun upwards because you couldn't in the old oh. Doom game? Because uh, now probably. you've got, like, enemies, like, fucking jumping around everywhere, like, crazy people. Probably because so, anyway, like, boss fights be and stuff, I'd imagine mm. you have to. Um, it also adds a photo mode and has a bunch of various fix and balancing for multiplayer. I don't care what people say, I love the multiplayer. But Molly, some if someone... on multiplayer with Doom. Yeah. Molly, as someone has just started playing Doom, what do you think about it, and are you excited for these new updates? I didn't... It definitely wasn't what I thought it was going to be because I am not a true gamer girl and I never played the original Doom. Oh my god. So, like, I went into it completely blind and it's not, it's, I kind of expected really story driven, almost like Wolfenstein, but with a lot of blood and, like, 
and and just on in hell on Mars or whatever. But it's it is not story driven. Like this is purely like a visceral experience that I'm, and it's so enjoyable. I didn't think I would like something where the idea is just to destroy everything and to find the coolest ways to kill a monster. But that's what it is, and it's so uh, great. And, and but the one just, thing. Sorry, go on. Go ahead. Well, the one thing that I was like, I wish I could aim down sights. Like that was the one thing that, and maybe I. Am I missing something? Can you aim down sights? I haven't. I use, every I use time the wrong terminology. You can like zoom in in a sense, yeah. or, or like it's an all yeah. fire. You're you're always hip firing technically, but I think there's. But you can't. Yeah, you like, can't move it. Yeah, there's certain guns that like zoom in a little bit. I think I might be wrong. Oh, there's a sniper rifle. Yeah, there's that. That's kind of an ADS. And I haven't encountered that yet. Thanks. Spoilers. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but um, no. It, so that center gun thing good. was cool. Yeah, and like, I, I I know like I've said that I wanted to see Doom add a bit more story elements, and they did. And I'm not going to talk about it because I know you know I'm not going to say anything for Molly. But um, <laughs> it I would have liked to see a bit more emphasis on a story. And what I yep. will say is that um, it seems that the DLC will do that, and I'm hoping that it will because it seems to be leading to something. And as much as I loved. Oops, the um, cameras went off for a sec. Uh, now you can keep going, keep going. Just this on. is gonna look. This is gonna, gonna look yep, great. Yeah, No, it's not. It's not a ham radio podcast without a tech issue. How do you guys like my chest? All right, there we go. It's gone now. We're good. <laughs> Once Molly's loads, keep talking. Pretend this didn't happen. This is gonna happen guys, every week, people. So guys, we're having technical issues on the ham radio podcast, and I just need to point that out explicitly that it's happening, and the cameras are still loading. Oh, oh there's Maddie. I can see Maddie. All I've, I heard was. I can't just see look at my chest, and then I heard like this noise. Because <laughs> like, yours was still loading, and I'm like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. This way is Molly's up for you. Anyway, okay, there she is. Now Fine. it is. All right, cool. Yeah. It, it, okay, it's good now. Guys, we're back. Quick edit, but we're not really going to edit this. Probably not. No. <laughs> no I don't feel like. It. Um, but yeah, so Doom, the DLC looks to be adding stuff to actually add to the story. Don't get me wrong. I personally love the visceral nature of the single player. It was a nice change of pace to other single player games. It was just about shooting and killing demons and you, you had a lot of fun, especially when you got to new areas and you're like, oh fuck, why is the, the metal music playing again? It's yeah. going to be another battle. <laughs> I actually, uh, before I add on my thoughts, I actually just switched out my, mu my mouse pad. See? Look at that. Oh, you see what I mean, guys? All right. Those of you that are looking at that, those mouse pads take up your like entire life. Like they're huge. They're it's, fucking it's massive. If you, yeah. If, if you game, I, I like them. Uh, Molly's gonna do the same now. Here we go. We're going on a trip. Do you see it? I have that one. I have <laughs> that one. Look how big they are. Like, oh, At first, I thought that was your desk. I'm like, did she just like show us her desk as a joke? Like literally, I thought it was like a wood desk. <laughs> I was so confused. And then I, I realized it was a mouse pad. Um, That's brilliant. What I, was, what I I agree with you though, alone that Doom needed a, a little more story focus. The only reason I say that personally is because I think no one expected that from Wolfenstein. That took that from a great game to an amazing game. Because well, it I was, keep saying it about good stories. Yeah, it was That's like a really action-packed game. It was like this action and the stealth, the freedom of gameplay choice. Awesome. It's like, yeah. it was a good story too. What the fuck? And so with Doom, I didn't walk in with those expectations. I knew it was going to be mainly focused on let's kill everything in sight. But when they introduced a really cool story in the beginning, a nice mystery, and it just devolved into kill this, shoot that, fuck you, fuck you, you know, it, it to me personally, I still enjoyed the game a lot. It was one of my favorite games of this year, not in the game of the year list personally for me, but 
Uh, I think if they put more of a story focus and didn't end on a cliffhanger, uh. a predictable one. Sorry, Molly. Uh, but yeah, that's it's okay. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You have to let it happen. I'm not really invested into the story because right now my understanding of it is we're on Mars, and 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 the devil is involved in some way, and there are portals in which these demons come through. That's my understanding of it so far. So yeah, they have. Like I don't a, need much more than that. <laughs> they have like a codex thing in the game too, so you can get invested in the lore, but like there's no point because the story just stops. It's like okay. Yeah. Next. I'll play DLC though. Love. That was your cue. You guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to, I had to mute my microphone because my mom's like, "Can, can the dog uh, uh, sit with you? It's cold outside." I'm like, "For fuck's sake." <laughs> Anyways, oi, little dog, come sit on the bed. Oh, you're fucking annoying. Moving on. I hope, right. I hope your mom really sounds like that. <laughs> can the dog come sit with you? <laughs> No, she she doesn't sound like and that. That was probably really patronizing, and I apologize to my mother, but she's not going to hear this. <laughs> so the last thing about Bethesda News Roundup is the Fallout 4 PS4 mods being delayed and the 900 meg- megabyte limit uh, for mod storage. First of all, let's talk about mods being delayed on the PS4. What do we think about that? We'll start with Molly. I don't know if you own a PS4 or not, but how do you feel about mods being delayed for that console? I don't own a PlayStation, but when I buy one, that's that's probably going to... I'm actually going to buy one within the next couple months or so. I don't know if I'll buy Fallout on there. I'm going to buy, like, PlayStation exclusive, so it doesn't bother me. But for people who play Fallout exclusively on the PlayStation, they haven't had mods up until now. They can probably wait a little, a little while longer. It'll be upsetting, but, I mean, they've been waiting this entire time, so... They can wait a little while longer. Mm. Now, Maddie, someone that does have a PS4 and has Fallout 4 on there, what do you think? I mean, I'm looking forward to it because um, I don't have an Xbox copy. I had to borrow Connor's to do a video on it. And I, so I got sent mine two weeks early, just saying. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> what I was going to say, though, is because I want to start up my modding series again for Fallout 4. Uh, because I know Mr. most of the okay. yes, great name. I, I was so right. proud of myself. Uh, but what I was saying is that I know a lot of the player base for mods is on consoles. I know a, a lot of it's on PC, but I know a lot of the hype is out on consoles. So I want to make sure I can cross reference and check what mods are on consoles and, and PC as well. But yeah. regardless, what I'm saying is that it, it's a, it sucks that it's delayed. But I don't think people. I, I don't know why people don't think before they act because people were so salty. Right away, and I'm thinking to myself that, okay, I know that we don't have a lot of expectations at Bethesda releasing a bug-free product, yeah. but at least they're delaying it so that it properly functions. I Part of me thinks that it's less of Bethesda and more of Sony. So the only, only reason I say that is because each time they were asked in interviews and stuff about the PS4 mods... Bethesda was always like, yeah, we're kind of waiting on PlayStation, we're working with PlayStation, yada. It was always like something about PlayStation... So I, yeah. I know Bethesda's not going to say, hey, it's our fault, we're fucking up, but I, I guess just from what I've heard, it, it sounds more like a PlayStation, Sony mm. type of issue, which wouldn't surprise me, because the PSN sucks dick. It really does. <laughs> I don't know, I, I know that everyone likes Sony, and I know there are a lot of people who also favorite Xbox over each other, but, you know, in, in the end of the day, I think 
My, actually, you know why am I about to say my opinion? I can't stand console wars. I've fished about it twice this week. If I mention either of these systems, it's gonna happen again. It's gonna happen again. It, right, it's gonna happen again. Shut um, the this, fuck this up. Is what I, I don't care say. what system you like more and what you think is better to justify your purchase. We all like video games. I don't care. No one cares. Matty, you you, are, you're, you're clearly an anti-PS4 fanboy. It's it's obvious. I clearly um, am an Xbox fanboy. <laughs> Fuck PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is what I'll say about uh, mods being delayed. The community, every time um, a game comes out with bugs or a new feature or a new DLC comes out with bugs, the first thing that everyone says almost unanim- unanimously is that they should have taken their time with this. They shouldn't have rushed it. I don't know why the same approach isn't being taken with mods being delayed for PS4. It sucks. Like, no one can deny it. It does suck. If you were looking forward to it in this month and you're not getting it, it does suck for you. However, if they were to rush it and they were to be bug-ridden, then you'd, you'd complain as well. So the fact that they are delaying it and making sure that it works properly is a good thing. And I don't think people can upset about that, be, be upset about that fact. And the thing that we need to remember is that Console modding is a really, really new thing. It's happened maybe a handful of times in the past to varying successes. It's something that needs to be taken its time with and, you know, the the bugs to be sorted out and everything to be sorted out. Because Bethesda told us they were having a bunch of issues with PS4 mods. Like, assets couldn't load properly, audio didn't work with mods or some shit like that. There were a bunch of issues, so it makes sense that they had to take their time. Now, with Xbox One, it was different because they had worked with Microsoft seemingly from the get-go. They'd said that mods are going to be available on Xbox One, and hopefully with Sony. So it seems like those conversations started after that E3, where they've mentioned all the Xbox One mods and stuff. So, obviously, people on the PS4 might feel a bit jaded, but guys, whenever you get an exclusive for PS4, or things go your way on the PS4, you're quick to say, oh, PS4 is so much better. You don't get it your way this time, it's okay, alright? You'll get it eventually, but Thez is working on it. That's my issue on it. Yes, for, oh, for those who album. think I am a fanboy, by the way, I had to get, grab my game collection. I have four games <laughs> for my Xbox One. <laughs> my PS4 collection, on the other hand. Since when do you play fucking Halo? <laughs> I play it every now and then. But yeah, there's, there's, I think there's like ten games here, compared, and I also have a bunch of download on my PS4. It's a lot easier to get uh, review copies on PS4, I've noticed. Um... When it comes to third-party developers, but when it's exclusivity, like Microsoft exclusive and stuff, they are the tits, man. They are so good. I love uh, them. They are so fucking good. At... Fucking yeah. Hell. No, they're so good. But but, but seriously, like, to, to, to close this and to not um, have a fanboy or console war, you know, it, it sucks, but they're working on it. So let's just consider it from that, that perspective. And also as well, Xbox One, it not, it's not like the mods are working perfectly on there as well. Yeah, they well, still have the 2 gigabyte mod storage limit, which is hindering things. There are still certain things that they can't do. For example, Gopher had issues with porting over his mod to the Xbox One. It's not like that's perfect either. They're working on it. So let them take their time and not rush. I, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head where it's brand new. It's brand yeah. new. There, no one's done this before. There's going to be stuff to iron out. If you don't get it on the exact month, cry about it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you already and have. You already have. Go, go for sum this up perfectly. It's in Bethesda's interest to fix it because they've said that with Elder Scrolls Skyrim remastered, that console mods are going to be a thing on both platforms. If they can't deliver, 
that's on them, and that's millions of dollars lost. So they have every incentive to fix it. So let them fix it. That's that's all I want to say. True. And also, just real quick, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe this is like unfounded, but I just I I feel like Sony likes to release their stuff in a more polished way. Mm. Does that make sense? Like in a more professional, polished way, whereas. Xbox kind of just likes to hype people up and release a bunch of stuff, and then there it is. You know, I feel like maybe Sony just wants it to be really polished, whereas Microsoft was like, yeah, let's get uh, on there as fast as we can, you know? Yeah. And, and on the 900 megabyte limit that I talked about before, I, from what we've seen, and we're not saying this is confirmed, but a, a tweet from Pete Hines has said that the 900 megabyte storage limit is on Sony's side. Sony decided that. Now, I'm sure Sony has very legitimate reasons for imposing a 900 megabyte limit for mods for now. I'm sure it'll increase. The same exact reason why Xbox One said there's a 2 gigabyte limit. There are reasons that you and I and us can only speculate about as to why there is a 900 megabyte limit. I'm not blaming Sony for this. Again, if we understood the full information, we'd be like, you know what, Sony? That makes sense. And it makes sense for you to wait and then eventually increase the limit. So... That's, it's not like Bethesda's fault, but I'm sure it's not Sony's fault either. They had to make a call based on factors that we have no idea about. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'll say about that. Especially because they're different. If it was Bethesda, I think it'd be universal. So it's even on both yeah. sides. So I think it's more yeah. so the Sony and Microsoft side of things. Uh, I, I have to admit, though, I think 900 is incredibly low. But uh, again, like there could right. be server reasons or storage. Like, no, absolutely. We don't even know. It's definitely know? a tech-related thing. Two gigabytes is reasonable, especially for most of the mods currently available now. But yeah. uh, 900, man, that's that that's enough to play around and get familiar with mods, but I don't know how much people are going to mm. be experiencing. That's going to be a lot of downloading, testing, uninstalling for people. Yeah. But, uh, and lastly, mm. PC Master Ace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. You know, like I, I see those comments all the time where people are like, "Well, you know what? I have fifty gigs of mods." I'm like, "Do you want a fucking medal, bro? Like, I don't give a shit." <laughs> Do you want to go? It's like, it's no, like look, it reminds we, me of Nissan. Like, I remember one time I said, "Like, oh, I have a pretty decent mod list." I had like, I think on my Fallout New Vegas, I had like twenty or thirty mods, and Nissan shows me his list, and he we're on yeah, Skype screen sharing it. He's just scrolling down. Like, endlessly, just just a, a list of all these mods loaded in. I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? And they were all new mods. Yeah. Molly, Molly. <laughs> those, I, you can't, like, when there's a separate category to filter out those kinds of mods on Nexus, you know it's a fucking problem. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, anyway, so let's move on to the next segment, moving on from Bethesda News. What we're playing and favorite news bit. So... This is the section, if you guys don't know, that we talk about the games that in the past week we've been playing, and also our favorite news topic. We don't have to say both, we can mention one or the other. So we'll start with Maddie because I'll be going with Molly first a lot. Maddie, what have you been playing, and do you have a favorite news bit? Um, thank you for asking. Thank you for picking me first. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, what I've been playing this past couple of weeks um I, i've been on like a, a grind in a sense like I, i've had that thirst to game lately i love it feels good so yeah i remember you called me <laughs> i got so offended i still am about that you're like what does that even mean in america i'm like you just said like i'm desperate for pussy and you're, you're like what <laughs> what <laughs> oh my god that was uh, funny as shit uh <laughs> what i've been playing though 
I went to GameStop. I was like, I'm just going to pick up a bunch of used games on stuff I haven't played yet. So I picked up a handful of games, but the one that's had my attention lately is Final Fantasy Type-0. And I said that last week on the podcast. Um, I hear you cursing under your breath. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I listed all the games that I've purchased in, and got for my birthday and, and stuff, oh, God, like the amount of weeaboo comments would be insane. So I'm just going to spare myself. Let you guys know they're JRPGs, but I'm not going to tell you the fucking names of them. I actually should, just for kicks. Anyway. This is true. The, the names are always hilarious. Go on. It's like Justice Force Gemini XX3. Right. Let, let me grab my mic. <laughs> so, we uh, have um, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Not too bad. Okay, that's alright. It's going to get worse, though. It is. At least in, from my perspective. We have Token and Kiwami. <laughs> Go on. Um, <clears throat> you're digging have, yourself a hole. Yeah, we have Odin Sphere Lift Razor. <laughs> is this is what I mean. These names. Like, what are these? <laughs> Go on, man. Good games, Molly. Go on. Um, you're just a gamer's gamer, right? So Tokyo oh. Mirage Sessions, Sharp <laughs> Fe. I think that's it. Oh my God, Christ. Yeah, that's that's it. You done? You done, Matty? Yeah. You don't have any JRPG news to talk about? Uh, There's not a new Final Fantasy coming out as well, is there? Actually, one just came out on mobile. Uh, but so. as for news, um, it's probably the same one as loan. So I'll just wait. I'll sit yeah, here patiently and wait. Damn right, you'll wait. Molly, what about you? What have you been playing in the past week? Uh, like I said, I just started playing Doom, and I love it. Uh, I've been playing more Dark Souls 3, because I never wanted to end, ever. <laughs> but I'm really close to beating it, which sucks. Um, and then I just I just remembered that I started playing Overwatch this week. And Me too! I really like it. Yeah. What, what do you I think really about Overwatch? I hated Team Fortress. <laughs> I was never into Team Fortress, so I was really hesitant to buy it for a long time. Yeah. But then I was like, I just might as well do it, and now I really like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like admitting that, and I mm-hmm. do. You hear that, Maddie? She likes it. I'm trying to get Maddie. I'm trying to get Maddie <laughs> to buy Overwatch. <laughs> I have Overwatch. I have like, I have like fifty. You have plus, it. I have fifty plus hours on my PS4 because that's where all my friends bought it. So I just. I play that game fucking obsessively. Oh, dude. so you... Okay, sorry. I apologize. When you said that you didn't have it on PC, oh, I just dude. assumed you didn't have it generally. Okay. Uh, no, I the only thing, no, it's fine. The only thing, though, is I wasn't, like, a part of the hype train or anything. People think because I put a lot of time into it and it played it so much, people are like, oh, Maddie, like, just bored in the hype train. It's overrated. I'm like, dude, I didn't even know what the fuck Overwatch was until it came out. I just knew it was a game by Blizzard. That's all I yeah. knew. I didn't know it was a hero shooter. I didn't know it was a first-person shooter. I knew nothing about this game. I didn't see a smidge of gameplay. I just bought it based off yeah. what my friends were saying. I was like, okay. And I played it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. This is so good. And it, it, it is that much fun. And I know people, there are always people that like to say, oh, it's overrated. You're buying into the hype, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I personally purchased it because of all the good things that people were saying about it. Mm-hmm. And when I played it, I'm like, yeah, I agree. It, it is a great game. And the thing that I like about it the most is the characters. You know, it's not like a game like Titanfall, which I liked, which had like three different mechs, but didn't really have, you know, greatly different play styles. And obviously Call of Duty, which I used to like a lot in the past, the same, pretty much the same character, you have different weapons. But with 
Overwatch, there are vastly, vastly different characters that you can play as, and different categories, whether it's support, you know, attack, defense, whatever it is. So, for every game, there's always an incentive for you to play as a different character, and to play in different categories, and for someone to always play a support. It's just great from that regard. There's a lot of variety, a lot of diversity, and it's, it always feels fresh every game, because you're pretty much kind of forced every game to play as a different character. That's what I really like about the game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think because people are like, "Oh, there's there's only a couple modes. Oh, it's only twelve maps or something like that." I don't know. Uh, but for me, the heroes are, are are modes in themselves. They're all. Not, it's not even like you know. In so many games, they go, "We have this many heroes, and they all play different bullshit." After Overwatch bullshit, because each hero in Overwatch has unique abilities, unique powers, unique play styles. Yep. You have yep. to play them a certain way to succeed. Learning them is a reward of its own, and, like and I the said, balancing each... in the game yeah. is perfect. Like not perfect, obviously there are issues, but in terms of generally, oh, it's yeah. pretty good. There's always a, a counter to the player you're playing as, mm-hmm. even if you seem really powerful. Only one, was, and they just nerfed him. But the only one who I thought was an issue Leon? was Mac- McCree. Oh, he McCree. Could, okay, he could. He could. When you press uh, elite, I don't know what it is on PC, but I'm saying on PS4. Cute. When you fan the hammer and you just like mm. just let out a whole round, you could take out mm. like a 500 health tank with one of those. That there, yeah, that was a bit bullshit. Yeah. And so, mm. the fuck are you laughing at? <laughs> Something really not that I should be. Is it because I went like? This? Is, it, is it inappropriate? No, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call my alone time now. Uh, fanning the hammer. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. Greatest <laughs> moment on the podcast wait, ever. Wait, I missed it. Hold on. Wait, what? <laughs> Take a drink of water. I think any. I invite anyone and everyone to call their alone time, fanning the hammer, now, and to yell out, "It's high noon." Oh. Oh, alone time. Oh shit. <laughs> See, I, I do that stuff in public, so I didn't, I didn't know what you meant. Uh, That's you can get arrested for that. Kidding? Decency. I'm kidding. Oh my god! Except for I, one I'm... time, I took a shit in public behind. Oh, office. that was great. <laughs> you, you should totally retell that story. Oh that god. Was yeah. Um, anyway, segue. I, I, was I, had, ask, I had to go, dude. There was. I, I was gonna ask a question. Who are your favorite characters in Overwatch? They Mark. really need to invent a, a machine that lets you poop your pants, and and it just cleans it up. <laughs> well, he's just talking about it. Like, <laughs> I'm right. I'm favorite right. characters in Overwatch. Think about it. If, if there was a, a machine that just turned it into like scented candles or something like that. It's all of a sudden a scented candle drops out of your back pocket. Oh. Oh, how big! Oh, oh. yeah. It's like, oh. I guess I shit my pants. I didn't know. <laughs> Look, another scented oh. candle. To answer your question, uh, I like so far. I really, really like Farah, and um, support-wise, I like Symmetra. But I, I haven't, I haven't done a lot okay, with any I, of the I, other I characters. Have to ask you, all right. Every every time I talk to Nova, who's who, I play Overwatch with a lot. He says that there's never any really time to play a Symmetra. Why would you play a Symmetra? What's what's good about her? Because I don't really know much. Not like the other characters. I'm really vain. I I was like out of the support characters that I see, 
Which one do I think is the cutest? Symmetra. So I played as her. You know what? Uh, I'm not lying. I based my first play decision based on who I thought was the coolest. And I thought it was either Reaper or Genji. Genji's way too hard to play as initially. You really need to yeah. get used to him. So I played as Reaper and he's so edgy. It's great. Yeah, no. So edgy. Um, what about you, Betty? See, oh, look, and Dunk Rat, because he's Australian. Sorry. I, um, I get really torn because I, when I look at the hero gallery, I think it is, or the player profile, rather, um, it has, like, the amount of time you spent with each character, which I think is cool. And I have, like, a really good balance of a lot of heroes, so I don't really know if I have a specific favorite. I have, like, a favorite of the week. I, I, I'm going to guess your favorite... For defense is Hanzo, am I right? How the fuck did you know? You're weird, dude. You're so you're weird. A fucking, you're a fucking weeb. That's no, why. No, I, I like him because he's good. <laughs> I knew it. I, I just had a feeling that you had to pick the Japanese character. For no, fuck's sake. No, I used to use Junkrat all the time. And then I, I, used, I used to hate Hanzo. I hated him, dude. And then I got, like, really accurate with him. And just anytime someone comes up to me, he's like, bing. His ult is fucking awesome. The 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 thing he yells, I don't even. I wish I knew how to say that to tell you the truth. Well, you know, I was gonna say you know what the fuck he says. Just I, I say wish. It. No, I don't. I don't. I you wish I did. Say if I did, I would, if I did, I would stand up and scream it all the time. All the time. I just I, googled I Hanzo, and the first suggestion is, what does Hanzo say when he uses his ultimate? Okay, we're, I, we're gonna... I will try to pronounce it. Oh my god! I'm totally. There you go. Wow! I'm gonna. Message it in the Skype chat, alright? <laughs> and you try and say that. Because he, he does it, like, so well. Yeah. What does Hanzo say when he uses his ultimate? He says, he says let the dragon consume my foes. Re... Re... <laughs> Holy shit. Re... Re... But he says it really fast. Ryuga wa ga teki wo kurao. That's what he says. But he says it really fast, like, Rudy, go, welcome to your own! Yeah. And then the dragons come out, and then it's great. Those dragons are bullshit, by the way. They're fucking annoying. Double kill. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know who's my favorite character, and I haven't even played as him? Because every time he plays and I hear his voice, I love it. Fucking, um, oh, God, I'm, I'm losing my mind right now. Support character dude with um, the balls that fly around his, Symmetra, his neck. Or, no, I'm Symmetra, wow, uh, Zenyala. Uh, Zen- oh, Zenyatta, his voice is like, something tranquility. And I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm so like weird with that game because it has so many tiny little details that I really, really like. For example, with D.Va, when you do a melee attack, I noticed when she uses, uh, she like swings her arm. And I looked at the handle because she's inside this robot controlling it. Is like when she does that, she pushes the handle and then she lets go, and you see like a little button on click, and it's just like the tiny little details. And so with Zenyatta, I noticed when you, <laughs> it's such a weird thing, but when you jump, he puts his hands back together because he only floats around. He keeps his fingers kind of like this, like all together. And when you mm. jump, he just keeps going like this, so it looks like he's fucking clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching people play Zenyatta because they're just throwing orbs everywhere. But if I was to pick a support, it would have to be Mercy. I mean, Mercy's just a stock standard Ew. support. But she's really good as a support. 
I don't she's like her just because she, she, she's the she best is, support. but and I know this is why she can't because she is the best one, but she just can't fight back. And I, for me as a player, she has a pistol. She has a pistol. Yeah, I know, but I don't like that pistol. So for me as a player, I'm not a fan of that. I like Zenyatta because he can just at least toss a Discord orb and someone can just rip him down. Um, for me, my I, gotta... I, I love Zarya. Have you guys tried Zarya? I haven't tried Zarya. She pisses me off every time I fight one of them. <laughs> I love Zarya. One of my favorite characters is becoming Reinhardt. Every, every time yes. we play Payload, it's just the best character, the best tank to have out there. Because not only are you a tank, you've got the shield, Rah! and you can protect it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And also uh, Roadhog. I do like Roadhog because he's Australian as well. Mm. Great. I don't they know have they... two Australian characters. It's awesome. I really wait, like wait, Roadhog. Wait, Roadhog's Australian? He is. How'd you know that? Nova told me, so if he's lying... I think he. I don't know what where he got that from. Yep, yep. Overwatch's latest heroes are ripped straight from the Australian, the Australian apocalypse. Roadhog and Junkrat. They're both Australian. Oh, interesting. I, I think they're kind of like Mad Max inspired characters. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do they have yeah. um, an Italian hero yet? Because my if they don't, my guess was originally that they're going to have an Italian hero and they're going to have an Italy map. Mm, I was hoping. Okay, hold up. I'm googling it right now. Heroes. No, I don't think anyone is. I don't think anyone's Italian now. No, unfortunately, that'd be a good hero, right? If they had like an Italian that shot fireballs out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> this is you're gonna like make a Mario copy. Yeah. You can say pasta. <laughs> yeah, he has a pasta. snare ability. Yeah, that just drives him in pasta. Why the hell not? <laughs> so Why not? So fucking weird. Um, Alright, so... Oh, wait, wait, I have a, I have a news bit. Oh, what's me. your news bit? Sorry, I apologize. I'm really excited about this game that is coming out. It's not this week, but they finally announced a release date for it. Uh, Necropolis, which is like a oh, Dark yeah. Souls sort of dungeon game. I played it like two years ago at Prime, and it looks really fun, and I'm excited for it to be released. That's all. A diabolical that, uh, dungeon self. Okay. I'm on the website right now. It's like a, it's like a Dark Souls. Like it, it's thing. and there's co-op. Like cell shaded. It's just like a bunch of polygons. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um. Now, where's the script? So, what I'm playing. What I played was I played a bit of the System Shock pre-alpha. It only goes for 20 minutes. The remastered System Shock that is really cool. Um, I hadn't played the original System Shock, but as you all would know, if you don't, fuck you. I'm a huge Bioshock fan, and, and Bioshock and also Deus Ex was pretty much inspired by System Shock, at least their spiritual successes. And being able to play a remaster of System Shock, it was really, really cool. Especially there's this one point where, and you've probably seen it if you've seen the gameplay, um, you walk through a door, and then you see like a... It's a planet of some sort, kind of has like a Saturn's ring around it, and the music plays a nice like, uh, uh, violin. Oh, man, it's just beautiful, beautiful moment in that game. And I cannot wait. I'm actually probably going to support it on Kickstarter. I was going to say, yeah. is it actually on Kickstarter right now? Because I, I, I plan on backing it. Oh, you should see it. So, so, System Shock. It's doing, like, stupidly well on, on Kickstarter, as you would expect. Yeah. So there, Chris I think Avalon, for, dude, he's writing for so the game. Chris Avalon, who worked on New Vegas, is writing for <gasps> System Shock. Someone say New Vegas? I'm oh, backing it now. 
course you are. So out of a $900,000 goal, in four days, they've raised 700000 So people really, really, really want this game. Now, I know that there's a bit of a, I guess, hesitation with Mighty Number no. 9. I know that kind of flopped, I'll say, from what I've seen anyways. Yeah. But there are I still good remasters game, coming out. Personally. What's the... um? Is it like ukulele or something? Yes. That's coming... Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that, though. And that seems to be a good kickstarted funded game so there's a guy really excited that, for this job. there's one from uh the guy who made castlevania i think it's called like bloodstained something and apparently that looks really good that's right yeah that's the other one and it does yeah. look cool so i'm looking forward to that as well um but and uh, i backed i backed shenmue 3 it's the only you game i've ever backed on kickstarter are you guys ready for my news bit what could it I'm, ever I'm be we're, we're both excited for you so it's okay just so just, just everywhere it's fine yeah the other day, Bioshock the Collection was finally announced. Remastering all the Bioshock games. I am so excited. If you haven't seen the trailer, go see it. It is just a really nicely put together trailer. And I'll give you all the information now because it's in my head. You get the original Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite remastered if you're on the consoles. If you're on PC, Bioshock Infinite is the same. It's not remastered because it's already good, but 1 and 2 are remastered. However, if you already own Bioshock 1, 2, or Minerva's Den, you get the upgrades for free. So you can't fucking complain that they're all... It's just the same game we're given we have to pay for it. You get them for free. It's a free upgrade. Um, Again, Bioshock Infinite is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And if you already own Bioshock Infinite, you already own Bioshock Infinite. Um, Bioshock 2, I know Maddie's upset about this. We don't get the multiplayer, unfortunately. But, I know, Matty, don't shake your head. We no, can still you know, play the multiplayer. Yeah, I was going to say, the only reason I shake my head, ladies and gentlemen, is that like I, I was like the weird <laughs> person who was like, oh, it's a niche, I like that. Uh, it was more so that, Lola well, and I, we, we had good video ideas, probably. But we're gonna, we had very we're gonna good video ideas. Fucking do them anyway. <laughs> Just not on a remaster. You can still play Bioshock 2. Exactly. Well, I remember playing um, Bioshock 2 multiplayer to get all the achievements done. And my friend and I had to wait until like 2 a.m. in the morning for people to be online in America to fucking actually find a game. It was it was like kind of really, really sucky, but it was still great to think back on, you know? Mm. Um, but anyways, back to the... I keep fucking testy-popping. <laughs> back to the remaster. I'm so excited. <laughs> so it's coming out September 13. It also comes with all DLC. Again, Bioshock 2 multiplayer isn't included. But all DLC... Um, all add-on packs that came out for all of those games. And there's also uh, a director's commentary for the original Bioshock with Ken Levine, oh. which is I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, and, yeah, September 13. It's September 15 in Australia, which is a day later. Yeah. Versions. It sucks. I'm going to buy get a physical copy just to fucking rub it in your Matty, face. Matty, I'm going to get it early. You know I am. I'll <laughs> fucking get this game early. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, going to but yeah, that's pretty much the long story are short they, version. Are they upping the FPS out of curiosity? That's something so that always the, intrigues me. The FPS, even on consoles, will be 60 FPS, 1080p. Okay. For all. Cool. So that's pretty good, right? And then obviously, if you're on PC, I'm assuming it can go higher than that. Um, if you've played Bioshock 1 and also Bioshock 2 on PC, you know that there are some issues. And I think some of that has to do with games from Windows Live and, and, and all that jazz. But... It actually is a fully-fledged remaster. People are saying that it doesn't look any different. Um, they have improved the assets. It's not just an upscale or anything like that. So the biggest example that I can think of 
you know when you first walk into the tower after you crash from the plane and you can see Andrew Ryan's statue, um, yeah. the big face there? If you compare those two pictures from the original Bioshock and the up-res, you can tell that they are... It, it's a fully-fledged remaster. So, like, the banner looks different, the bricks on the wall look different, and so does, yeah. so does the statue. So, I'm done rambling. What do you guys think about Bioshock, the collection? Do you want to go, Maddie? I'm drinking water. You're fine. <laughs> I hope the one. I mean, I'm excited about it because it'll give me a reason to play too. Because I haven't played too, and I and I will all play too now because of that. Um, one thing I found while playing through one a while ago is I would get like serious motion sickness with it on PC, and oh, I don't really? think there was an easy way to change the FOV. So I'm hoping maybe they add an FOV slider. Maybe that's part of it. Do you that know if really Bioshock great. Infinite had an FOV slider? I think Infinite did. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think they did because I didn't have the same problem with Infinite, and I think it's because I changed FOV. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna go back and play all of them, mm-hmm. especially because I mean we should have another new Bioshock game coming out here pretty quick. And that's the, the most exciting thing about this: the fact that. Take-Two in the past have said that Bioshock, to them, is a permanent franchise. We're getting the remastered game, so it seems like they're trying to prep people for the next Bioshock game. If, I don't know if it means that the next Bioshock game is going to be somehow related to Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite. I hope they go in, in, in a different tangent, and they go into a different setting. Not space. I'm thinking more underground, kind of like uh, you know, like a lava-themed underground setting with railway networks and shit, and also like crystal cl- caves and stuff. I-, I thought that would be really, really cool. That's just my opinion. Maddie, what do you think about Bioshock the Collection? Well, I think I said on my Twitter the most exciting aspect is you know you don't open a Twitter account and and create a remaster just to announce a remaster. It's obvious that they're they're gearing up yeah. for something new in Bioshock, um, yeah. which I want to make a video on this coming week, but. That, that's what excites me most. I'm excited to go back. Yep. Um, I already have it on my PC, but just for my love for the franchise, just to support the series, I'm going to buy it again for mm-hmm. consoles. Um, mm-hmm. So I never actually got... I'm like a, a trophy hunter. I've said this before. but So I'm going to try to hopefully at least get a platinum on one of them. I don't know if I will. Go ahead, call me a fucking weep, but Final Fantasy XV comes out like oh, 16 days after that. I'm sorry, Maddie. I don't give a shit if it comes out two days after that. You're playing Bioshock. You're finishing those games. I am. I finished all of them already. But, yeah, so (laughs) I'm really looking forward to getting back into that. If I get it early, then it's fine. School's starting up, though, so i got to be really smart with what I pick and choose to play because I want to make reviews for games, but I need to focus on my studies, and there's like a million and one games coming out this fall. So, yeah. There are. There's a lot of games. And life. what I will say, if you obviously if you've played Bioshock, you understand how good they are, and you'll probably pick up these again to replay them in remastered glory. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't played Bioshock, what I will say, if you're listening to this podcast at this stage, you're probably a, a Fallout fan. I think it'll align with your interests nice nicely. Bioshock, yes. at least play the first one and. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you want to wait for the remastered edition on, would, on September thirteenth. Yeah, probably probably a good idea. Yeah, because then you then you when you buy it, you'll have that excitement of knowing you're jumping into like a new universe. And if you like the first one, you're gonna have two more waiting for you, along with the DLC and Infinite yeah. DLC is so good. And that's what I'll say. Uh, if you play the first Bioshock and you like it, you're gonna want to play the rest. I don't care what people say. Bioshock two was a good game. It might not have met expectations, but it has it has the best gameplay 
and mechanics out of all of the Bioshock games, I'd argue. Um, I think Bioshock 1 had the best uh, setting and immersion and experience, and then Infinite had the best story. That's the way I'd break it down. Um, yeah. But really excited for this. I really want people to, to play Bioshock, because it's kind of like, aside from Fallout 3, my favourite game of all time. Mm-hmm. And I would love for people just to purchase it and, and you know, share the love for the series that I have. Because I really do like it. I know I joke about it a lot and mention it a lot, but it's because I do like this series. Yeah. And it's one of those series where I can think back on fondly and remember it so vividly because of the story and because of the twists and turns and, and that first feeling when you, you know, arrived in Rapture and, and felt hopeless. Like, it, those things you remember. And I cannot wait for the next game. Yeah. So essentially you're just a masochist. I pretty much am, yes. I, I'm essentially the, the Sander Cohen of this generation. <laughs> Those that have played Bioshock will understand that. Um, but any final thoughts on Bioshock the Collection before we move on to fan um, questions? I, most of my thoughts are involved with the fan questions, so we can okay. stop into that. Sure. Molly? Um, I don't want to spoil it. Was VR some, one of the fan questions? It was. So we'll okay, ask I that one first. I won't say anything about that. At Mad two two zero zero two two sorry at Mad two two zero zero two three that's a weird no- okay <laughs> am I the only one who wants all three Bioshock games uh, okay guys fix your grammar what <laughs> am I the only one that would want all three Bioshock games um, to see what that would look like in VR yes I I would so... like it I mean you're not the only one hmm. I think Infinite would make me puke but I'd like it. But the first one had some genuinely like creepy moments. I don't do standing inside the atmosphere where I do get stabbed against the the wall. Oh, that's great! I don't do well with jump scares and spooky, and I don't want to experience that in VR. So I don't know if I would do the first one, but like the the first uh, one where they're like when you're walking through the bathroom and you see like the shadows, and then someone pops out of the stall. I don't need to feel like I'm really there. Or like the first <laughs> one where like you go to this, it's like a Especially mirror. Molly, and Molly with like VR goggles is like, parking <laughs> <laughs> on her fucking lap because she just got scared. This is one bit in, in Bioshock 1 where you go to this mirror and you pick up a med kit and when you turn, like there's all this like fog or ice and you turn around and there's just someone standing there. That yeah. would be <laughs> petrifying in VR. But I think Bioshock 1 would be a game that's perfectly suited for VR. Infinite, you might get very, very motion sick. I'm not going to lie. With the sky hooks and everything. I don't know how that would feasibly work in VR. Yeah, Infinite but... had the worst fucking jump scare. When, you, uh, when you're like, oh, yeah, in the when airship you're, or whatever, I think, yeah. or you're in the prison area, I think it was, and you like flip a switch, you just turn around, and the trumpet face dude is in your... And you're like... <laughs> oh, yeah! Trumpet oh, yeah. face dude? I don't remember what the fuck he was, but all I remember is turning around and seeing some scary thing. I remember it was three... <laughs> specific time, 3.03 a.m., because I looked at my clock instantly. I was like, holy fuck! Like, I jumped so loud. I I, I screamed. <laughs> I was so surprised, and then I looked at my clock, and my, my parents are going to end my I life. I love that you just called him trumpet face dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I can avoid like mm. the motion sickness, then I think it would be really fun to feel like you're actually flying on skyhooks. But I do feel like I would puke. It, it would be a game that you would need the vibe, I think, to play it properly. With with Bioshock One, you could easily play it on Oculus and it'll work out just fine. Um, yeah. But as always with VR, it's the cost of this stage, and I don't want to spend twelve hundred dollars on getting a headset. Mm-hmm. But it would be cool. It would be really cool to have Bioshock and VR. So, um, at 
Chris, you guys have some weird ass names, guys. <laughs> K R I S H U F T H. What the fuck? Do you think they're going to make a Bioshock 3 since on their Twitter, the location is Rapture and not Columbia? Now, I'll say this. I don't think it matters what location they have listed on their Twitter. I think the fact that they're releasing a remastered collection and now have an official Bioshock Twitter is indication enough that they're going to make a Bioshock 3. But I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, no, yeah that's, think... that's exactly what I think. I think it's clear as day that they're doing something with the title. You don't just make an official Twitter handle, promote it, and all this stuff just to do a remaster. That doesn't make sense at all. Not the location thing is only because Bioshock One was in Rapture, and they're just and and technically Infinite was in Rapture reason. too, if you consider the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I will ask you guys, what do you want to see from the next Bioshock game? Whether it's Bioshock Three or Bioshock Infinite Two, or just a different game entirely in a different setting, what would you like to see from that game? Um, That's a tough question. I'd like to see. Here's what I'd like to see. Because I think a lot of people complain a little too much about the, f- the first-person shooting gameplay. So maybe a little something to change that up. I don't know what. Instead of maybe guns, add some melee weapons through the, the plasmids. That would be cool. Um, but what I think I'd like to also see more of is environmental storytelling. I think that would... I, I know Bioshock's already always had that, you know, whether it was yeah. through the audio tapes. They did a stuff. really good job at that. Yeah, they always had it with the audio tapes, but I think more of that, more of the the Bethesda style, where, and by that I mean like you see skeletons on the ground, and you see like a, a gun with empty bullets over there, and it's like, oh, this guy shot himself or, or something like that. I don't know, um, but you you put the pieces of the puzzle together if you're observant enough, and and can add more context to the universe you're in. So that's what I'd like to see. My biggest concern is the setting because you went underwater, you went in the sky, where do you go next? And that, Underground. That, it's either underground or in space. Yeah. And so I, I don't know where they're planning, but, you know, that that's that's the only thing I'm concerned about, if anything. And I think concern is the wrong word, but it's just I'm confused. I, I don't know where I'd start with, with that type of series. Um, what about you, Molly? Game. I'd like... If I were to just, like, choose a setting, I really like everything they do with foliage in the game, and I like to see someplace with a lot of foliage, maybe. Like, like Rapture was setting. kind of, like, mm. reminiscent of uh, Atlantis. Something reminiscent of, like, El Dorado in the jungle would be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where they're going to go, but mm-hmm. just, I, that might be interesting. That would be really cool. Like a, go. like a really dense forest, and all the buildings and stuff are, are located, like, in the trees, and... That's how you traverse. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like I'd be down for that. What about you, Lone? I'm curious because you're the you're the fan here. You're the big fan. So I, I've mentioned that I would like to see an underground style Bioshock Two. Oh, sorry, Bioshock Two, new Bioshock game. Um, but I would. I, I've said in the past that I wouldn't mind if they revisited that Rapture because I am a fan. But in all honesty, I'd probably say that let Ken Levine's story be as it is. If you play the end of uh, well, the finished Bioshock Infinite and especially the DLC, I won't spoil it for you. But effectively, they tied together the entire franchise really nice, wrapped it in a nice bow, and gave it back to the fans and said, "That is the story of Bioshock as per Ken Levine." And I would like them to leave it as it is, not touch what he's done. You know, you can have references to the old Bioshock games and the new Bioshock. That's fine. I don't care about that. Little Easter eggs, but at least don't touch the story as Ken has told it because. It's a really great story. 
and they've kind of left it on that note. So let's just have something different. It's a new studio because Irrational Games is effectively defunct. It's still there, but it's not long, no longer working on Bioshock. Let's have something completely different. Let a new studio tell their own story so it can't be criticised, similar to Fallout 4, for not meeting the law or, or all that yeah. shit. Um, let them do something different, and let's have a new setting. And Because Bioshock is a game that has been proven to be able to be told anywhere, whether it's underwater or whether it's in a, in a sky city like Columbia and Bioshock Infinite. So it has that flexibility. You don't need to set it in Rapture for it to be called Bioshock. We can do something different. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm always good with diversity. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll cover this one really quickly because we've already mentioned it. At Real Vegas Gaming asks, "What are your thoughts on no multiplayer in Bioshock 2? I don't think. Yeah, I, I, mean, Maddie and I mentioned. <clears throat> I think there was a chance to to at least do this, if anything, because Bioshock has played around with multiple modes in a sense with the clash in the clouds or whatever for infinite and then the multiplayer yeah. and two they played around with these types of modes where i think what this would have done is at least gauge interest see all right like how many people are going to play bioshock 2's multiplayer should we consider a, a co-op component something like do people like playing bioshock together i think this is a good chance to see if that existed i know everyone unanimously when it comes to bioshock enjoys it for its its story its gameplay uh that type of stuff it's uh, the single player aspect yeah, but I think see how things aged, see what people think to just create a niche. You know, mm. people who really like Bioshock Two multiplayer. I think yeah. that that would have been a, a good chance to see how that would roll. And I don't know why companies don't do this because they didn't do it with the Uncharted collection either. They just got rid of the Uncharted Two and Three multiplayer and just sold the single player As- game. Assassin's Creed tested it, and now they no longer do it. Yeah, it's so. it's weird. Uh, I think it would have been a cool idea. I, and I'm obviously we have the unique perspective. Me and Lone were like, we want to do videos. That would be awesome to just yeah. play multiplayer together because it would just be like people would be talking about it, so it'd be fun. Mm. But still, nonetheless. Um, what what about I, you, Molly? As really someone that's thing. never played Bioshock Two and obviously not the multiplayer, could you imagine yourself playing a Bioshock style multiplayer game? Probably not. I just. It almost, it's the way I feel about the Doom multiplayer and the way a friend of mine, Jade, she goes by Skin Teen on Twitch. She just, like, I don't, for a game that I want to play because it's a single player game, don't tack on a multiplayer game or multiplayer aspect of it because they probably won't touch it. And what's Mm. the point? And maybe it draws away from them making the single player experience better. But. If people like you are going to enjoy it, then by all means. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because when a game like Assassin's Creed after Assassin's Creed 2 tacked on multiplayer, I was upset by it. And I believe at the time after Bioshock 1, they put on a, a, in a multiplayer in Bioshock 2. I don't believe I was overly happy about it. When I played it, I thought it was fun, but I think I enjoyed it more so because I'm such a Bioshock fan. I, fi- I think if anyone that wasn't necessarily a hardcore Bioshock fan played a Bioshock multiplayer, they wouldn't be as overly... Or they, they wouldn't as, enjoy it as much as maybe Maddie or I. Um, and the only reason why I really played Bioshock multiplayer um, was to get all the achievements. So it's not like I necessarily played it because I was having a super fun time. I'll admit, it was there were connection issues, there were all these other issues going on with the multiplayer, we had to stay up until 2, 3 in the morning to find a fucking game, because no one was playing it in Asia Pacific and in Australia nonetheless, so I can understand why they've done away with it, because based on their numbers and they'd have all the stats, people probably just didn't play it, and it probably wasn't worth it 
in the Bioshock the collection. So I, I get it. And it's probably the same reason why Ubisoft done away with it in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I, I'd imagine that it's just... They should just release it for you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just send us the, the private codes. Can... Yeah. That's all we need. 1v1s. But we, we can still play it, Maddie. We can still play Bioshock 2. It's on okay. Steam. The servers are... <laughs> and the last question, which is not about Bioshock, but it's about remasters. Um, with a lot of remastered games on the rise, such as Bioshock the Collection, Skyrim, System Shock, etc., what game really needs a revamp, and what do you think is next to be remastered? Now, revamp's different, because revamp would be like a Doom or a Wolfenstein. They got revamped. So let's say remastered, solely based on an old game. I My, my pick is fucking obvious. Go read you fucking KOTOR. KOTOR, yeah, okay. <laughs> don't, say, don't say it like that. KOTOR. You make me sound like an idiot. No, I, I, I think that these are games that if you remaster, just add a little more action-focused combat, they will age phenomenally. Because everyone... Stories don't age, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a good story, it's a good story. Uh, in my opinion. I mean, certain stories you could look back and be like, that's a little predictable. But regardless, I think... KOTOR has not been played by enough people. I think that was evident by last year during the Steam sale. I kept retweeting endless people who had just been playing it for the first time. And I think there's a large audience for that game. Mm. It's Star Wars. It's an RPG. It's not set in this movie universe. It's its own thing. So for me, I fucking... I, I play that shit every year. This might be the first time in like 10 years that I'm actually not going to play it this year because I'm just catching up on so many different games. Wow. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's okay, because I've played it so much that I think maybe taking a year off might be a good idea. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I love those games with all my heart, and I, I just wish that more people would go out and play them. I've been waiting for the Steam sale to put them up for, like, three bucks or something. They haven't. That's stupid. <laughs> You're so disappointed. They do it every year, and this year they're like, yeah, we're going to just say fuck the Steam sale. We're not going to do daily deals. We're not going to put KOTOR on sale. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's just... You already have it. So I want to convince people <laughs> because they had it on sale all week last year, and a pop. I made a popular video. It had like 55,000 views. I was like, why KOTOR is a game you need to play? And like a how, lot of How expensive came. is it now? It's $10 each, which I don't so think... So people will buy anyways. No, because $20 is a lot to ask for old games, I think. And I think $6 is not bad at all, where it's like, oh, I can skip out so on a lunch bad out. bad games too, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> but you put these type of things up your ass. <laughs> Molly, what, what do you think? What, what's going to be the next remaster? What would you like to be remastered? I have no idea what the next one is going to be, but there are a lot of games that I wish... That I wish they that would get a revamp. One of them is Extreme G2 on the Nintendo 64. Some type of like arcade uh, motorcycle racing game I would love to see. Yeah. yeah. I, they wouldn't do that though. There's no reason for that. But I would also like to see Fallout 1 and 2 and maybe even Daggerfell. And of course, Morrowind. I'd like Morrowind. to see those remastered. Yeah. The poor Just the Sky earlier Wind. Elder Scrolls games, the early Fallout games, I'd like to see those redone. I don't think it's going to, but yeah. I'd like I'll, I'll give some left-field answers. I would love to see, like, GoldenEye and Perfect Dark, those on the 64, remastered so they're, like, proper shooters. That would be awesome. Um, a weird game that I play on the Xbox 360 that I think would go over well. I don't know if you guys have played Dante's Inferno. I would love for that to be remastered for I PC. Actually, I haven't played that. 
It's 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 not not like a super great game, but it's a decent game. Um, and probably because I just played it recently, World at War. I would love to see Call of Duty yes. World at War remastered. Like, and I think a lot of people do because it's not you know super space shooter futuristic nonsense that we've it's been getting. Probably gonna happen whenever Treyarch rolls around with their next yeah. Call of Duty because of Modern Warfare. They're doing exactly. That, so. Exactly. I'd be shocked if they didn't do World of War. Yeah. Now, and I'm also wanting that because of not, the zombies too. I'm not buying Advanced Warfare for COD 4. As intriguing as that kind of is, I'm just not. But World of War, I will. But I'm you not, know, I'm not saying that out of hype. That's that's hands down my favorite Call of Duty. Hands down. I still play Fair it. enough. I, I think Black Ops 1 is my favorite. But they're, going to, they're going to release uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare... Um, remaster separately soon. I guarantee you that they're only going to bundle it in the in the beginning, so people would buy infinite. I keep saying Infinity Warfare, Infinite Warfare, Infinite um, Warfare but, by Infinity Ward. It's so it's just, and then like Infinity War is coming out soon. Oh yeah, I'm looking that. Um, but yeah, so I think they're going to release it separately, and once they release it separately, then I'll buy it. I can understand why they're not releasing it separately initially because they need to drive sales, but. Um, I would like to pick it up and, and, and play that remaster just to have a renewed interest in the multiplayer. I know people say, oh, if you want to play that game, why don't you just play it? But if it's a multiplayer game, you, you try and play Modern Warfare on the Xbox 360 or PS3, there are hackers or there, you just can't find games. Simple. Yeah, yeah it's, um, not, it's not the optimal experience. It's not no. properly working or anything. So. Mm. Yeah. so that's all the fan questions, by the way. Cool, cool. Mm. Great podcast. Yes, um, Ollie, thank you so much for joining us on such short notice. We really yeah, appreciate every it. podcast like that. Insert thank you, insert name here, for joining us on short notice. Uh, again, those of you that are sticking around this point, please follow Molly on Twitch and Twitter. All of her links will be in the description below and also the handle on screen. Again, Molly, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, Thanks I don't know, for having me. That's all right. We always like to get you on. Because I wasn't on when you were on last time, as you said. It's so. true. It was Maddie and Noah last time. And why oh, yeah. would you want to be on a podcast with them? Fucking lose. <laughs> 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 Maddie, do you have any closing thoughts? No. About how much you love me? That's it. <laughs> Alrighty. And the way we like to end every podcast, sorry, Molly, we like to get the guests to end the podcast as they see fit. She had one of the most memorable spot. endings last time she was on. Mm. So, let, I, so pressure's on now, Molly. You were like, all I can think about is dicks, and I just ended it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, no, I got one. I got one. All right, go on. We're going to talk. All right, everyone. Now's the time to go fan the hammer. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.